views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Good afternoon. This is Carrie Rhodes, your host of the Parenting Hour on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And today I'm joined by Jamin Olivencia, and he is a professional wrestler and trainer for a nonprofit organization called My Life, My Power. If you remember last week, we had Daniel Pewter on, and Jamin works with Daniel Pewter and his organization. And I'm really thrilled that he's joining us here today. His life has taken many turns, more than you can imagine. And from 13 years in show business as a professional wrestler to now a spiritual awakening. At a young age, the simple idea of just being alive and his fascination with professional wrestling brought many different lessons. Today, he does public speaking and he speaks on the topic of self-realization and he enjoys assisting others in igniting their imaginations in order to help them to become the best versions of themselves. Because of this, he has been able to achieve many of his dreams. He went from a young man in special education classes to a man that discovered you create your own existence. Through many techniques, he's learned to be able to empower himself and others and find the fulfillment in everyday life. And he would love to help youth and others find their way in self-discovery as well. And he doesn't believe in giving answers, but he believes in asking lots of questions. Jamin, I am so thrilled to have you on air with us today. Thank you. Not a problem, Carrie. It's awesome to be here. It's awesome to be alive. Uh, how's everything going for you? Uh, it's fantastic. I just love uh, coming on air with people like you that are really out empowering others, empowering youth, and just the ripple effect that has is amazing to me. So I really just love the work that you're doing. And I had uh, the gentleman, Daniel Pewter, was on last week, and I know you just partnered up with them to start doing some work with My Life, My Power. Absolutely. Yeah. My Life, My Power is uh, an amazing program. Uh, Daniel is doing an amazing job getting it in schools all around the United States. And uh, to be a part of something that uh, really promotes uh, focusing our youth on becoming more, uh, I should say, goal-oriented or goal-driven, not necessarily successful per se, but really focusing uh, our students on just worth and being alive. Right. Uh, actually seeing what your legacy here is and really following those passions. So to partner up with Dan in My Life, My Power is extremely exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm so pumped for it. And uh, just hitting up all the schools and talking to the children and really getting to know them, finding their challenges and helping them work through it is a complete, uh, complete pleasure in my book. Well, that's fantastic. Now, you and Daniel have a, a history together, right? I mean, you were both wrestling for a long time. Maybe you can tell us about uh, where did you start out? How did you get into wrestling as a kid? <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I feel like my wrestling career really started at the age of four. Like, I, I saw it on TV, and it was just one of those moments, uh, and I'm sure everybody has them in some way in their lives, but, like, I saw it on television, and I knew exactly – uh, I knew that I was going to do it. I knew that I was going to be a part of it, that I was going to be uh, performing on some level. And I was just obsessed with it since I was a kid. I was hooked to it. So, uh, you know, to really take a long story is I, I, I was so into it as a kid. Uh, I, I, you know, I actually struggled in, in school. I grew up in special education classes. Okay. I was born with meningitis. Uh, they told my mother I would be, you know, um, mentally retarded. Wow. And uh, she, she really helped me become someone who, 
who doesn't live in fear. She always kind of encouraged me every single day of my life. She said, Jamin, if you want to be something, go be it. Don't let uh, any of this make you feel like you're less than anyone or anything like that. So I really kind of focused on it. And the truth is, Carrie, I struggled in school. But my desire and passion for professional wrestling, I feel, really kind of ignited my imagination to be able to, uh, I guess you could say, uh, focus on something that's worth living for. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just amazing. I I was 17 years old. Someone walked up to me in uh, high school and said, you want to be a pro wrestler, right? And I said, well, absolutely. And he said, well, there's a local wrestling school here. You should get into it. And I said, get out of town. So I, I begged my mother to sign papers for me. I was 17 years old. I wasn't even uh, old enough to really sign anything legally to uh, be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, all right, all right, I'll sign the papers. So I ended up doing it. She didn't, she didn't know how serious I was about it. But when I got into it, I met this guy who took notice of me. He was, uh, he was in his 60s at the time. And uh, to me, I look like I feel like he's like an angel in my life. He he saw me uh, performing at a show. It was my first show. I was 17 years old. We were in front of maybe like 30 people, if that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just said, hey, what are your goals? And I said, oh, well, my goal is to go to the WWE. And he said, well, how do you plan to do that? And I said, oh, I, I don't know, Sarah. I, you know, just plan to work really hard. And he goes, do you really believe you can do it? And I said, absolutely. And he said, okay, well, email me. And uh, I was kind of uh, skeptical at first. I said, who's this guy that <laughs> just randomly <laughs> asking me what, what my goals are? And, right. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, huh, interesting. So uh, the man that I am, I'm a man of faith. So I believe that in everything, uh, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I like to look at uh, my experiences in life and, and find value in them instead of devaluing them. So I looked for the value in that. And so I emailed him. And uh, lo and behold, you know, uh, <laughs> He gave me $150,000 to really help jumpstart my career. Wow. So, yeah, uh, he, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to uh, take myself uh, around the country, out of the country to perform. Um, I was able to finance myself and, and, and get my name out there. Uh, and so I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, where Ohio Valley Wrestling was. And Ohio Valley Wrestling was the developmental territory, like the AAA of baseball, for the WWE. Wow. So that's where I met Dan, and that was, gosh, uh, 13 years ago now. Wow. Who gets that opportunity, right? I, that, that has to be an angel in your life. You're like, I'm going to work hard, and all of a sudden this guy's like, okay, hey, I'm going to sponsor you. So what was, was, did he have a tie to the organization, or he just really had coached for a long time, or what's this guy's backstory? Um, so he, actually, it's, it's funny, uh, talking about this education system in school, he was actually a school teacher. Um, and then his story was he... He was just a school teacher doing his thing. He retired. Um, his father, who he wasn't close with, um, you know, ended up passing away and, and leaving them a large amount of money. So he said, he said to himself, well, you know, I would really like to help somebody that doesn't have the opportunity to, uh, to make their dreams come true. So I guess I was just the, uh, I guess, I don't know, he, <laughs> he was playing slots one day and I came up. So I guess he decided to <laughs> yeah. work with me. And, and, and you know, I, I think it's amazing, Carrie, when, when you have people like that who are willing to kind of reach out and help you. And uh, he, he, he's been a huge part of my life. He still is. And I'm, I'm very grateful for everything he's done for me. If it wasn't for him, once again, 
I wouldn't have been able to kind of get my name out there and put myself uh, in a situation or circumstance where I can be uh, a service to others in the entertainment world. Well, and there's a huge pay it forward, right? Because now here, this person has enabled you to go on and achieve your dreams. And that's what you're about. That's your energy and this new focus energy and raising everybody up. And so uh, I'd love to tell our listening audience, uh, if you want to learn more about Jamin's story and his company, go to newfocusenergy.com. That's N-U- F-O-C-U-S-Energy.com. So let's fast forward then. The main reason you think this gentleman funded you is why? This is a really interesting topic. Uh, I feel like this is one of the biggest foundations in everything that we do in life. Uh, I'm grateful to say that my mother uh, raised us to be very polite. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I believe, because it was funny, I think he, uh, I, I know a story about him where he wanted to help a couple other guys. And uh, he ended up not being too interested in them later on. And I don't know if that was their personalities or the way they came off or if they didn't take it serious. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because I was a very polite person and that I took the time to listen to him, I didn't, I didn't try to be, act like a superstar or act like I was better than him. Um, I really took the time to look in his eyes, listen to what he had to say, hear him out. And um, I think he just appreciated that. I, I think that's. I think it's really all about respect, Carrie. Wow. I really do. I think respect is is what makes uh, this world move, and it, and it also uh, creates partnerships where people are going to naturally want to do things with you, and uh, also to come together to to make a goal meet too as well. Right, because had you been put off and went, well, gosh, why is this guy asking me a question and not had the time of day for him? Where imagine how different your story would be. Well, I think about that a lot because the truth is when he did that, I, I had a natural inkling to stay away. Right. Because I said, well, who is this? You know, is this? And, you know, we were around a bunch of people. It wasn't anything too scary. But what the heck? I was a 17-year-old kid that, uh, let's face it, uh, is, is desperate, chomping at the bit to make his dreams come true. And when you hear an opportunity like that, you kind of, you know, you kind of cock your head to the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I listened to my gut. I listened to what felt right. I felt like what he was saying to me and the questions he was asking, such as, like, what are your goals? Why are these your goals? You know, it kind of intrinsically really got me motivated a bit. So I felt like he was definitely looking out for my best interests. And, uh, boy, did I did I uh, hit the jackpot on that one. I'm really <laughs> grateful for him. Yeah, you sure did. So how would you <laughs> how would you define respect if you're out teaching youth? I mean, I think the way I've always defined it to my children in my life is that, you know, respect is this moral value, right? It's basically it makes us aware of other human beings and other living creatures and that we should show respect to people basically to just prove that we're all humane and that we're all valuable and we're all equal. God, yeah, that's like, that's, you said it's so good. Yeah, respect to me is like, it's, uh, it's, it's really being able to show the value of another individual right. where it kind of honors them and uh, makes them feel good about themselves. Even if you don't agree with somebody, you mm-hmm. can still respect someone's ideas and also honor their ideas. And I, I just feel like when we, when we sit there and we judge someone else's perception or the way they view things, um, you know, there's a disconnect there. So to me, being respectful is really, like you said, the idea of just honoring others, Uh, not necessarily agreeing with them all the time, but definitely being uh, there as a uh, open channel for them to to really express their ideas to and making them feel comfortable. I think uh, that's that's open line of communication there, you know, so Mm -hmm. 
that's kind of my, my definition of respect. Sometimes I've worked with younger kids and they'll say, well, gosh, if I'm showing respect, it means that basically it's a sign of weakness in me. You know, I should kind of, I don't feel like talking to somebody. I don't have to do it. But, you know, from what I'm hearing from you, that it's absolutely wrong concept because it doesn't recognize someone where they're at as a basic human being on a, on a basic level. The most basic level. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and that's why we want to, like, I, I feel like a form of respect is when you meet someone, you look them in the eyes and uh, just give them a smile. You know, I, I think that enough is, is a form of respect. You know, anytime we can really be open to others and it's a beautiful, it's a really a beautiful, it's a beautiful fundamental thing to, to understand that, you know, you walk in someone's shoes, you, uh, I, I don't know, at least I was taught always to take them off, you know? Right. <laughs> so uh, it, it, I feel like it's very basic. And some of these fundamentals is what I, I believe our children can always constantly hear. Um, because it's not about being respectful just so you can get what you want. But in my opinion, if you practice those ideas more and honoring people's systems uh, a little bit, you know, uh, then you, you, you put yourself in a position where they're going to be more open to you because they, they and they're going to respect your ideas as well. You right. know, nobody feels left out. Exactly. And that's so important. Now you went from pro wrestling. At what point did you say, gosh, I want to make a shift? You know, I, I loved entertainment and this is this amazing experience in my life. And now I want to go out and really inspire others. How did that shift happen for you? Oh, my goodness. That's, a, that's an awesome question because it was like, for me, it was one of the, the biggest uh, decisions I've had to make in my life. You know, I'm 31 years old and I've been wrestling for 14 years. So it, it was getting to the point for me where... I started to have ideas where my body couldn't always, my body's not going to hold up forever, right. you know, not physically. And I'm still a young guy. And the way I look at it is like, for example, when I was in wrestling, performing in front of people, making them feel something, making them feel good, forgetting about their problems for the day. That's an amazing t accomplishment. I didn't mm -hmm. even know that's why I was in wrestling. I, I couldn't see it then. I thought I wanted to be a wrestler because it was the thing I saw on TV and it was the thing I wanted to do. But to me, what wrestling has really done for me is it's, it's opened me up to another level of confidence where I said to myself, wow, okay, I'm a pro wrestler, and now these schools are inviting me to go talk to their kids. I don't know what I'm going to talk to them about. Right. <laughs> but then I would go there. I had no clue. They were like, you're a wrestler. Can you go talk to our kids about anti-bullying? Well, sure, absolutely. And when you get up and do this, Carrie, and uh, a school you know, uh, kind of calls you a few days later and they say, hey, you really affected our kids. They want you back. Oh, okay, cool. That's, that's wonderful. I remember feeling like this huge like, charge from it. Wow. I was like, yes, I, I helped kids, you know. And I didn't, I didn't know that was a passion of mine. I had no idea. So it's kind of amazing how magical like, life can be sometimes when it presents these type of circumstances for you. Uh, you see, I was following my passion but didn't even realize it. Right. So the shift was kind of, uh, it was interesting. It was a little uncomfortable at first, too, because I felt like I had this ego uh, where I was like, I have to be a wrestler, though. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I was like, no, I think I just really want to affect people. And then I saw myself doing it on a daily basis. I didn't even know how much I was doing it with adults and people and children. I had no idea. So mm -hmm. it was when I really kind of stepped away from wrestling and uh, didn't identify myself as a pro wrestler I, you know, I, I so it, it's just, it, it was, it was really interesting, but it's, it's been incredible. And the feeling of it keeps on growing and that I can't ignore. 
Right, right. Well, for those of you that are just tuning in, you're listening to The Parenting Hour. I'm Carrie Rhodes, your host, and we are on 88.9 FM, KUCI in Irvine. And today I've been joined by Jamin Olivencia, and he's a professional wrestler and trainer for a nonprofit organization called My Life, My Power. And we've been talking about really how he left pro wrestling and decided that after a couple speaking events at schools, organizations where he's invited out that, hey, I really want to be impacting people, and this is where my passion is. And so, um, Jamin, now that you're out speaking, how did you decide, what's my message going to be? That's really cool, too. Uh, I love your questions, Carrie. They're so, uh, <laughs> they're so interesting. I feel like questions is what gets people motivated. Yeah. Um, so to kind of go off of what I just said about that, it's, it's like I go to schools and I ask kids questions. Mm-hmm. I don't go and necessarily talk at them. I don't, I don't focus on the don'ts of things. Right. They don't do this. Don't do that. You know, yeah, I no really kid wants to hear that. <laughs> right. No kid, that? Wants, no kid wants to hear that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I felt like when I, I heard it, I wanted to go against it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a natural inkling, you know? So I, I, I don't know. These days I, I really like to ask a lot more questions. Um, I'll, 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 for example, we're talking about respect. I'll write respect on the board. And I'll ask kids, what does this mean to you? Mm. And I'll let them tell me how they interpret it. And it, it gets really, it gets real deep from there because there's so many kids that will give you so many different answers, Carrie. Wow. And it, it means so many different things to them, you know, and to really help them fine tune what it means and, and, and help them kind of understand what it means more. It gets them motivated to want to be more of that. Right. So I really ask them what it's like to be respectful, polite. Uh, I do a lot of asking questions. What are your goals? What, how do you see yourself in this future? And you'll be amazed that a lot of the younger generations today, which blows my mind, a lot of them talk about doing humanitarian stuff, just being, being there for the earth mm-hmm. and uh, being more uh, compassionate. Like these are kids in first grade, second grade, all the way through 12th grade, really, that mm-hmm. are – sending out these type of uh, messages back to me. So I, to, to see that is actually pretty mind-boggling. It's pretty beautiful. Well, and here's the thing. I think that on a basic level, we all want to be intrinsically taking care of one another. I think we want to take care of the planet. We want to take care of other people. And it's sometimes, like you mentioned earlier, that ego, right? We have to let the ego go in order to meet each other where we are and really um, serve. And I think that's where we all really want to be is serving in some capacity. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it, you're right. It, it, it is. You, serving is everything. See, I think, I think we're always kind of going out of that love and fear stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, am mm-hmm. I acting out of love? Or am I acting out of fear? But to be able to be vulnerable, uh, make yourself vulnerable for others is, I think, one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody because – then you will, you show them that it's okay to be themselves as well. They they could say, oh, I can be me, and I feel like that's taking care of people on on a level too. You know, really being in yourself mm-hmm. and also being able to admit your shortcomings or or whatever. By the way, all the shortcomings anywhere is just a lesson to learn. So right, uh, I, I guess they're not even really shortcomings. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny how I how I define it as that, but it's not. 
right well it's just this is just all about growth right it's i've always said hey speak strongly on what you believe today right and then have the ability to change your mind because that is growth and i forget who said it. it's a pretty famous quote but sometimes you know even when we're younger right like you said gosh i want to be a pro wrestler pro wrestler and then at some part there kind of had to be this death of your ego where you said no really you know what i love that piece and i loved entertaining people and and just pulling people out this day and lifting people up that way and now i'm going to elevate people and bring this energy to another level right and yes exactly and that's how i feel i do right now even like i'm not your uh i don't i don't i don't like to think i'm your typical like keynote speaker i'd like to think i'm you know i'm, I'm very authentic in who i am mm -hmm. I, I believe in what i am and i i also believe in helping people and it, it, I, I think it's fun to give children or teach people a way of thinking by just being kind of fun and, and lighthearted. You know, I think there's a lot of teachings we can find in humor. Oh, and yeah. uh, so I, I really like to, to preside. I really like taking that wrestling stuff that I learned mm -hmm. and incorporating it in just my, my daily ongoings with anybody. I, I find it very effective. You said, I want to take the wrestling stuff and bring that into my teachings. What is that that you learned from wrestling then? What were those values you took away? You know, Carrie, to, to be confident in who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like when I was a kid, I was very introverted. Mm -hmm. I was afraid to talk to people. Um, in fact, I was afraid to look people in the eyes. Mm. But yet I wanted to be a professional wrestler so bad. I was so focused in and dialed in on it. Um, but I, I remember someone said something to me one time. They said, if you want to be a pro wrestler, you got to open up a lot more, buddy. You know, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> okay, All I guess right. I'll try it. So, <laughs> It wasn't until, like, I think I got into wrestling where I found out I was kind of a natural at it. Um, I already had these natural inklings to be uh, a performer, and I didn't even know I had it. And a lot, and the people around me really kind of got me out of my shell. But the more I came out of my shell, the more I got involved in the wrestling business, uh, my career started skyrocketing here in Louisville, and it, it was amazing. And I remember thinking, I remember on many nights where, like, I would have awesome matches, and I would sit back in the hotel room and I'd be like, gosh, I'm really doing it. I can't <laughs> believe I'm really doing it. You know, yeah. you would just smile and, and you would feel, I felt so proud of myself, but really it was because I was such a quiet kid. Mm -hmm. So um, to answer your question, I feel like it really gave me a confidence that I didn't have. I always had this strong energy about me, but I just didn't know how to disperse it. Now kind of having harnessed that and you've moved from this wrestling world into this spiritual coaching and mentoring world. So this is a very big spiritual awakening for you. How would you say you motivate people to be the best versions of themselves? By showing them that I'm being myself, mm. by, by having them focus on the things that make them feel excited. There's a thing I do with, uh, with my clients. I really, I, I, it works for all of them. You can try it if you want. Uh, give it a shot. I will. Yeah. Yeah. This is a cool one. I, I just like to do it. It, it works. It, I, years ago, someone asked me like, Hey, how do you, how, how do you be you? And I said, well, I have to think about it. So I thought about it and I said, well, there's this thing I do where every day I wake up and it just depends on my time, but I, I'll, I'll take five minutes or 10 minutes and for a minute apiece, I will imagine something that makes me feel extremely good. For example, I'll, I'll think about my daughter. So for one minute, I'll set a timer, think about my daughter, and think about why she means so much to me. And uh, think about all the sensations she makes me feel when I'm with her or when we're laughing together. And I really go off with my imagination. And then once that minute's up, I think of something else that makes me feel 
just as good. Mm. Well, by the end of five minutes, 10 minutes, uh, I can guarantee you, you're going to feel like a completely different person. So uh, for me, the, I, I think it's important to really be self-aware of what you're really focusing on and what you're setting your intention on in the day. Wow. I think that's, I think that's one of the big keys here before you even, before your feet even touch the ground, ask yourself like, Hey, who do I want to be today? Not who I was yesterday, not who I want to be in the future. Who do I want to be today? And how do I want to represent that? And then, and then the challenge is, can I, can I act like the way, can I act like myself the way my imagination sees me being that person? Because most people, when they think about themselves, they think about themselves in a positive way when they're imagining things, but they don't necessarily be it. Mm. So the challenge then becomes, right, you imagine it, feel that, what it's like to be that, and then be it, like actually practice that. You do that for about 14 days, I guarantee you'll change. Wow. You have no other choice. You become so self-aware. Right. So to me, it's about being self-aware. It is. And then what do you do for the clients that say, oh, man, I can imagine it, but I can't be it? What, what do you tell them then? Well, I think, I think that's one of those things where I, I usually ask them questions for mm -hmm. like, hey, so what's your fear here? Most of mo okay, so a couple of people I work with uh, are very introverted, very mm -hmm. introverted. So I, I give them little exercises. So, for example, if, they can't ima if, they, if they're having a problem with imagining it, I'll actually tell them, hey, you have to go out and meet three strangers and you have to look them in the eye and ask them how their day is. And that <laughs> frightens them. They hate that. They hate when I do that. But uh, one, of my, uh, one of my clients, she's from Singapore. She's amazing. She, she's, a, she's very introverted. And she said she went out and did that the one day. And she said she got a huge response from people. And she said she couldn't believe it. And she felt so happy. And then she went back in her shell again. And we <laughs> laughed about it because, <laughs> because I was saying, see, you did it, though. And, and it really means something to her to do that. So for me, it's about really getting them to do it. You have to have them do it, and you have to hold them accountable and help them help hold themselves accountable. You know, they may just tell me that. Who knows? But uh, for me, it, it's about getting those results, and, and, and you have to be willing to step into the ocean mm -hmm. and not worry about how deep it is because guess what? It's really not that deep at all. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything we do is as deep as we think it is. So uh, that's, all, that's all fear, right? I really love everything you're saying. I wish we had so much more time together, but we're coming to the end of our show. And I know, oh, <laughs> I know, right? It, it seemed to go so fast. I was like, wow, I'm loving everything Jamin's saying. In closing then, I know you're doing a lot of work with kids and uh, a lot of uh, spiritual and mentoring coaching for, for other individuals. What are your goals moving forward then? Where do you see yourself the next year or two? And, and how do you hope to have a significant impact? Oh, wow. You know, awesome question. I, I, I see... I see myself I see myself continuing to just get my light brighter and brighter and however that is uh, to me is more representation of of really being it every single day uh, every like when I work the more I work with people the more I work with children the more I want to continue to be a really good human being not only for myself but for my daughter you know she I, I probably should have mentioned her a little earlier but she she's one of the biggest driving forces uh, that is uh, making me do the type of work I do. She really is. She's inspired me so much because she's such a polite kid. And I say to myself, holy smokes, like, you know, you're, <laughs> and you know, for her, it's like natural, you know, and, and I'm so proud of her. And when I see her do that, it makes me just want to continue to be the best person I can. So honestly, Carrie, I see myself uh, doing a lot of amazing things in this world. And, uh, but I think what it really means to me is really affecting people where I can shake them down to the core where their roots are 
and uh, really pull something great out of them. So I think you're going to see amazing things and hearing a lot more from me. Well, I'm really excited. We'd love to have you back on the show as those new things happen for you. So those of you just tuning in here at the end of the hour, you've been listening to the Parenting Hour. I'm your host, Carrie Rhodes, and I've been joined by Jamin Olivencia, former pro wrestler and public speaker and mentor and coach. And you can find him at newfocusenergy.com. That's N-U. F-O-C-U-S energy.com. And also the other organization he's affiliated with is mylifemypower.org. Jamin, thank you so much for joining me on air today. It's been fantastic having you here. And I appreciate uh, you talk about authenticity and authenticity brings authenticity. So thanks for bringing that today. Amazing. Hey, uh, hey, everyone out there, be the best you can and enjoy life. It's, it's fun. Okay. Thanks, Jamin. Appreciate that. Thank you, Carrie. Coming up next is Hobart Taylor, and his show is called The Crystal Egg, so you'll get a lovely mix of music with a jazz attitude, but not a jazz catalog, so tune in here at 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. (laughs) 